My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. It's Britt here. Today, we have a really exciting interview ahead of us. The guest I'm bringing on, Sally Peterson, business owner and award-winning traveler writer, entrepreneur who has lived in five countries and traveled over 40. Without any sign of slowing down, Sally Peterson travels the globe on a mission to help people change their lives with her her consulting company, Global Citizen Life. So we'll have some great conversation within that alone, some great takeaways and wins, and maybe we'll go over some challenges. So everyone, please welcome, welcome Sally Peterson. Thanks for jumping on, Sally. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited to, to talk with you and uh, hopefully give some good tips and information for your listeners. Absolutely. I'm so excited to get that valuable insight from you. You have so much that you've accomplished. And hey, before we get started, would you be able to maybe just go into a little bit more of your background, your story, a little bit about your journey before we go ahead and and really get into some questions and um, get the audience to kind of know you a little bit better? For sure. Um, So I have I have kind of a few mottos that I that I live by that have Um, kind of, I would say changed a little bit over the years, but so one is the one that's the biggest kind of most impactful for me is everybody dies, but not everybody lives. And, and that, that goes back. I've had so many people in my life die. Um, initially from my, my father, when I was, um, like six years old, um, to, to many over the years. And so with that, I always thought like, and and we know it's all going to happen to all of us. And so, right you know, are we really living? And some people are, and some people are doing great, but a lot of people aren't. And I get it. We get stuck in a rut. We get, you know, into the, got to do the business, got to do the side hustle, got to do all these things, got to work 20 hours a day and and stuff like that. And so we've kind of got this culture that we have to work harder and work more to get more. But with all of my travels and things that I've, I've learned and I've seen and I've done, I've realized that, you know, it isn't always working harder gives us a better life because a lot Mm -hmm. of times people are working so hard just to buy stuff, to make themselves feel better, to impress people that they don't even like or care about. And then they get into debt to do that. And so it's interesting that I now, um, I, I, I can't say I work less because I love what I do and I don't watch TV and things like that, yeah. but um, I definitely enjoy my work a lot more and I have a lot more freedom and I'm doing way more things now than I was before when I was living in Canada. And I'm, and it's not like I'm working anymore because I mean, there's right. only 24 hours in a day we need to sleep and, and all of those other things. Um, so, so those types of things in all my travels have had made me realize like we can live a better life. And sometimes the best life isn't the country that we were born in. And, and there's I a agree lot with of people, you. yeah, there, there's a lot of people like we always see um, the, the grass is greener on the other side. 
And, and somebody said to me one time when I said that, and they said, well, it depends on how much you water your own grass. Because if you're not taking care of your own, if you go to the other side, you don't take care of that, it's not going to be green or good either. It's not going to change. Yeah. It's, it's not going to change. And so, um, and there, there's different things that we can do. So with Global Citizen Life, what I help people do is, is diversify their life because we've all heard the saying, don't keep all your eggs in one basket. Right. And that's the same yep. thing. Not Like, it's not just don't invest only in the stock market or don't just do one thing. It, it's the same thing for your life. You shouldn't have just one citizenship. You shouldn't have just one passport or just one residency because then you're stuck under the rules of that government. You shouldn't have just one bank account, especially in this day and age, whether the government um, freezes your bank account for you supporting a protest or the bank thinks you're doing some type of activity, but it wasn't you. There is some hacker that um, hacked into the bank or uh, what is that? Identity theft is, is another problem. Right. I mean, there's so many things that if you have just your money in one bank account, if something happens, you don't have access to your money for how long? And, and it could be a long time. Um, and then too, there's ways that you know, you can open up your corporation and it doesn't have to be a huge corporation. You don't have to be making millions of dollars, but to open up a corporation in a country where that pays very little to no taxes, like zero, one, two, five percent tax, instead right. of having it in the country you live and the taxes where you live. And, and that can just save people thousands and thousands of dollars that then they can either improve their life, invest that back into their business or other investments to diversify all their different types of different types of investments. And then that way you can live your best life wherever in whichever country a person chooses to live. I love it. Yes. And it's so nice that you're able to, you know, bring that value and help people do that, you know, and have all that experience behind you and know, that, you know, so there's the belief then because you've done it mm -hmm. and that's absolutely incredible. Thank you for sharing Sally. So where are you today with your business and what are your biggest wins? I know we kind of briefly um, went over it, but whereabouts mm -hmm. are you exactly today? And what well, would you say your biggest win is? I think for me, my biggest wins is when I, when I hear people they're and they're, they're thankful and they're just like, I didn't realize I could do these things or that it was I, possible. Yeah. yeah, it was possible. Or there's so much overwhelm because yeah, there's all the information's out there on the internet. There's a ton right. of information on the internet and it's not all accurate. It's not all true. Even I've come across where I've been on um, websites for like government websites saying, oh, if you do these things, you can apply for residency and you have to do this and that. And then I, I talk to um, a lawyer or immigration lawyer, tax expert, and they're like, oh yeah, that's not true. The, right. They've changed those, they've changed those rules, but the government haven't, hasn't bothered updating their, in, their, their website yet. Right. Um, and so sometimes it can get very frustrating because you're like, oh, well I can do this and this and this, and I found all this out on the, in the internet. And then it's mm, no, actually Completely different. you can't. Yeah. yeah. Or you can, but it's, it says on the internet, you can do, and it'll be about 300,000, but actually now it's a million. So yeah. unless you have, you know, that much. Um, yeah. And so I love it when, when people just realize that they have so many options and, and, and I can help them, whether it's, um, deciding on which country to live in, um, getting citizenship and residency or completely diversifying and saying, okay, with what you do, you know, you should open up your corporation in this country. You should have a residency in this country. You should have citizenship of where you want to live 
in this country because okay. you can be a resident in many countries, but you're only a tax resident in one. And so you right. want to have your tax residency at the lowest tax, but that is, of course, is always where you choose to spend most of your time and live the mm -hmm. most. Um, but you can still be resident of another country. So if there's uh, and the next pandemic or the next whatever it's going to be, and you're in one country and you say, well, there's a lot of restrictions and travel and we can't go anywhere. Well, if you're a citizen or a resident, most times you're still able to travel. So you'd be like, oh, my country now is getting locked down, but I'm a resident of this other country and they're doing really well. And, and there's not many restrictions going on. I'm going to go there and I can stay there as long as I want because I'm still a resident there. Right. And so it just gives a lot more freedom, like true freedom. People, a lot of people say, Oh, I live in Canada. I'm one of the freest country. We live in the United States. It's one of the freest countries. And I'm watching the news and stuff lately. And I'm like, mm, no, I don't <laughs> think that's so true anymore with just, no. I mean, just a handful of things I could name off the top of my head. One just recently, and I don't remember where it was in the States, but a, a man was arrested at 7 PM because he was swimming in the, the, the sea um, and there yeah. was no lifeguards after six. So I'm like, so like that swim at your own risk. And he was arrested for swim. Oh. And I just thought, and people think they have freedom. Yeah. Like, no, like, especially crazy. I don't think that Canada and the States, especially you have the least amount of freedom, you know? So mm -hmm. absolutely agree with you there. Interesting. So, I really mm -hmm. like that, all that stuff. And like, it's so true. Like you can have a corporation in one, one country and then residency in a, a, another country mm -hmm. and all these things that people don't even think it's possible. Like they don't have right. any idea. Or, so or they can... think it's, they think it's only the big corporations like Google, or like they have yeah. these massive companies that work around the world um, right. and they can have headquarters anywhere. And, and yes, that's true. They they can, but, but so can I. Like I right. have more than so one company in more than one country. And it's, you know, you, we have to think about the type of business you do for the best tax breaks, because we can see online that I'll say, you know, Montenegro, for example, is 9.5% um, corporate tax. But depending upon what type of company you're having, you could get um, that brought down because they can give you um, tax breaks and incentives and things like that right. for so many years. And, and, and it can reduce it. So, and people don't know this, which is, Fine. I mean, and I don't know all the exact rules either. I work with tax experts I have on my team because it's just way too much information for even me to keep up with. I know a yeah. lot of them. And then I say, okay, I've got this client. This is what they do. This is what they want. These are where they're thinking the options of living. And I've narrowed it down for some. And so where would it be for them to have the best place for them to open up given all of these things? And then we discuss it and talk about it. And then I go back to the client and say, okay, well, given all of these answers to these questions that you've asked, we think for, for you to, to have your corporation in this country or this country, we narrow it down to two, maybe three, because okay. ultimately it's up to them to pick. And then same right. where they want to live. It's like, these are great options for residency for you just to have a residency, but where you want to okay. be a tax resident and live, given the information that you've said to us, I would these pick this country, this country, or this country. And then because- that is everybody's different, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, um, I lived in Costa Rica for almost five years and, and it's great. Uh, but some people don't like the heat and the rainy season, right? right. So that might and it's a heavy rain season. for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And some Absolutely. people want a cooler temperature or you know, some people want Amazon delivery whenever they want Amazon exactly. delivery. And so yeah. 
there's places so they where can help narrow down where the best place is for them right yeah absolutely, absolutely. um it, it's important to really think about those other things that, and also when people aren't even sh- like, do you get a lot of people that are like not completely new to traveling or do you work mostly with people that have already traveled quite a bit? Like that's their niche. Um, mm-hmm. Some, some have traveled a little bit. Some, some have okay. not much at all. And they're just like, okay. I, I, I want out or they're somewhere when they're like, well, I'm, it's not bad enough yet. And I'm like, well, how bad does it have to be? Like, but at least they're, they're thinking, okay, well, I, I want to start looking at options. So, so right. it, it varies again so much because some people are like, now, where, where can I go now? What can I do right now? Like, I want to move now. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. This is ridiculous. And then there, there's some that are like, well, you know, my kids are in high school, so I need a few years, but I want to start planning now, which is great because then it's like, okay, during school holidays, summer holidays, you know, we've narrowed it down one year, go to this country for two months, the next year, go to this country for two months, the next year. And then, and then you're there to be, can I live here? Can I handle this lifestyle? Because everywhere is fabulous when you're on holidays for a couple of weeks, everywhere is great, but actually living every day, day to day, you know, take into consideration, um, you know, like what's the Wi-Fi like, do you, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming most, most people are going to be working online. Some people want to open up um, like a little tourist shop or a coffee shop or a cafe. Right. And, and so again, it's all of those things. How are you supporting yourself? How close do you want to be to your home country? Some don't care. Some have aging parents. They want to be close. Um, stability of government is important, but it's one thing that most people don't even think about. Um, and, and so there's many things that we go through and ask a bunch of questions and some people are like, wow, I, I never even thought about it because they're just thinking, Unfortunately, a lot are thinking, well, I'm, I'm working from home so I can just live anywhere. And, it, and, and as long as the weather's good, then, then that's all that matters. It's like, right. no, that's when you're on vacation. <laughs> when you're living, that- <laughs> there's a lot more to it. Like, are you sociable? Yeah. You don't want to be living in a country or in, in a city. Like I'm in Montenegro right now. It's one of the places where I have a home base. And the okay. population of the entire country is under 650,000 people. The town Crazy. that I'm in has maybe 20,000 and I can't wow. live here full time. It's, it's like a base, but it's a part-time base because right. I come for a bit. I enjoy it for a few weeks. I do lots of work and then I'm like, okay, I'm bored. I need city life. Time to go. Yeah. And then I go, I travel, I go to other places and, and things like that. And then sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I just like need to, to slow down to have quiet. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, okay, good. It's my quiet time. So it's, it's your relax. quiet place. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and so some people want that too. Like some people, like I'm the type, like I want three to four places around the world that I consistently kind of travel to and then do trips elsewhere where other people I have that are clients and they just like, I want one. It's my home. I might do my one or two vacations a year or one vacation somewhere and one trip. But, back I, want home, my home base. but I want it's full time all the time. This is it. Okay. And so Again, it comes down to like, I wish I could just say, oh yeah, here's a template, fill it out. And this is where you should go and what you should do. But mm-hmm. it's not like, it doesn't that work that way. Yeah. Everybody's different. And then also by the time they get there and they really settle in, like you said, a lot of things that you would never notice on a vacation at a resort, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, that comes into play. So mm-hmm. oh, awesome. So what are the steps that you've taken to get exactly to where you are today with your business? Well, um, I mean, it's, it's not my first business. So back in Canada, I had a safety consulting and training company and I ran that for 
it was interesting, 10 years while I, yeah, about 10, 10 or 15 years while I was living in Canada. And then I was still operating it while I was living outside of Canada. And so when I first left Canada, my first few years, I was going back many times. And then just over the years, it became less and less and less. So, so I've always right. had that business aspect. Um, I've, I've truly been an entrepreneur at heart. Like when I was a kid, I would, I would get made fun of at school because I would, I would quote, push my lawnmower more than I would walk my dog. Um, because I would <laughs> mow the neighbors. And we lived in a small town. And I remember one time I asked a lady, she had these beautiful bushes full of flowers and she asked her for some flowers and she helped me cut all these flowers. And then I sold them to all the other neighbors in the neighborhood. And I mean, You're I just, go -getter. Yeah. I just since like, and I think, I don't know, I was in like probably grade four at the time or something. And so those business things have just been natural Always to been me there. for as long as I can remember. Um, and then, so when I moved to Costa Rica, I started to get into travel writing. Um, well, first just writing because I was teaching first aid and CPR. So I knew a lot about um, various health issues because it's part of right. what, what I teach. So started to write about that. And then I was like, mm, I want to travel more, do more. So then I kind of transitioned into travel writing. Um, and then when I left Costa Rica, that's when I really started to do a lot of travel writing and um, I mean, it, and it changed fast. I think within two years, I was writing reviews on four and five star hotels, Michelin star restaurants, like all oh kinds of great stuff. I was traveling a lot. And that's how, in part, how I traveled so much. Um, and then going through the processes of getting residencies and citizenships and corporation and stuff. And after the pandemic, obviously the travel writing really had almost stopped because there was no travel going on. Um, and for me, that was just kind of another time to be like, okay, what, what is my next? Like, what am I pivoting to or reinventing myself to? And, and I've just kind of taken bits of everything that I've known before from, from owning a business um, to the, the, the teaching and consulting that I was doing there to the travel writing, all the travels that I had been doing. Um, and, and then just thought like, people can work from anywhere. People can be anywhere. Why, why are so many feeling like they're stuck and they have to be like, well, I live here and my company's here and my, this is here and this is here. And, and I just think it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, mm -hmm. I was a single mom when I moved to Costa Rica and my daughter was a teenager and, and brought her and a learning experience, bringing a 13 year old from Canada to Costa Rica, not the best idea. It was, it was a mistake for her. It was a mistake. It was not good for her. Um, okay. so, and I, I learned that and now, you know, I kind of live with that guilt a little bit, um, because it wasn't ideal for her. Um, I mean, she survived, she's okay, but she really did hate it. Um, and so it's just all of my experiences over time and, and learning the hard way with, with a lot of things and trying to do different things that didn't work or I'm going to do it myself. And then it costs me so much more money. And then it's like, oh, the time, the effort, whatever, fine. I'm just going to get a lawyer. Cause I'm very much of, I can do it. I can do it all myself. I can do everything myself <laughs> because I do so much, but I've also learned that there's a time and a place where to save my own sanity and long-term money in, in a way is better to pay somebody else and be like, they know it, they can handle it. I can then no, work or focus my energy on things and they're doing their job and, and they know way more than I know and right. I can find it out, but it takes forever to sift through all the information on the internet yeah, and to talk yeah. to people and to find it out. And so. it's a huge time thing, right? Huge so time, huge right. time. And if I'm, if I'm working on that, then I'm not 
you know, before when I was writing and stuff, I don't have time to be doing my writing or I don't have time to do my job when I'm doing all these things. So, and, and so, so I'm still researching, as I said, but and as I also said too, I have a team now, like with the immigration people, like some that I've personally used that I have, if somebody's like, oh, hey, I want information about immigration or I'm thinking this place. And I'm like, okay, contact this person. This is who I used, or I know friends who use this person. And so I have those additional connections to say, okay, if I were you, here's my plan. This is the reason why these are the options. Go check this out. Or here's the tax person here that can explain some things to you. Here's the immigration lawyers that can go through the different types of, of ways to get there, the different um, types of residency and the requirements for each, because every country has different types of residencies and different requires for each type of residency. Right. Right. Amazing. Yeah. There's a lot behind it. Right. So there's a lot, it's a lot. <laughs> there really is. And it changes. It changes like the government, the government's change, tax laws change, immigration rules change. Um, And so there, there's, there's no way that I could just keep up with all of it myself. Not not on your own. No, it's too much, right? Yeah. But so when did you, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. No, no, I was gonna say, but that's why I've I've got people to help. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So when did you start your podcast and what intentional actions have you taken to, to start it? So the podcast is very new. I started it um, about six weeks ago now. So it's oh, okay. yeah. super yeah. new. Um, and it basically is, it's just to, to really get to know people's personal experiences, right? So okay, I, 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 I don't want to use the word interview because it, it's more of a conversation. I have conversations with people from all over the world who have moved to different countries And we talk about their experience, their process, what it went through. Um, So just even earlier today, a a lady that I was talking to moved from the United States to Paraguay and she moved 20 years ago. So we talked a little bit about how it was 20 years ago, how she's seeing things changing and and what's been happening in in Paraguay the last 20 years. Um, And then earlier today with a a girl who's a, a friend of mine who I met living in Barcelona coming from the United States and what it was like, she brought her dog. And so bringing a dog when she moved, um, she's bought property, doing renovations and those types of things. So it's really to, to truly like inform people to let them know, like it is possible. Like there are millions of people that are are traveling and sorry, are moving and relocating um, for all kinds of reasons. And, and that you can do it too, because with some people, they have the family or the negative Nancy's or the, the people around that says, Oh, you know, you, you can't like, I even hear excuse people like, well, I can't because I, I have a business here. And I'm like, yeah, I yeah. have a business and I, I did it. Oh, well, I have, I have, you know, I, I have children. I'm like, I was a single mom and I did and it with did a it. teenager. <laughs> Um, yeah. you know, I have, I have pets and I'm like, yeah, I had a dog. I brought my dog with me to Costa Rica. Um, I have, this is the best one, but I I've got friends and family. And I'm like, yes, almost so everyone I. in the world has friends and family. Like, yes. yeah. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's, okay, you're just looking for excuses because you really don't want to go. And, part, and, or, like, or you're scared, scared too, right? Yeah. You're scared and you're, yeah. and you're unsure because you just don't know. And you don't know what you don't know. And then you're there's right. always, you know, you hear, we always hear way more horror so- horror stories than success stories exactly I, I went and this I was bad or this was bad or that was bad but or like, a lot of people think that you know 
well, before I moved to Costa Rica, everyone was like, you're moving to a third world country. What's mm-hmm. wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, until they get there and now they're, they all want to move. Right. So, right. And once you got there. Yeah. And when you got there, um, you know, and I'm, I'm sure by now you've met so many people from so many oh different gosh, countries yes. that are in Costa Rica because all over the world. I thought I was, I would like, I was like when I was first moving, because I was the only one that I knew to like move to another country. So I was right. the crazy one. Like I, and I really thought like, maybe I am a little bit crazy. I don't know. Just to me, it seems like the right thing to do. And okay. I'm, I'm crazy. And then when I got to Costa Rica, I just looked around, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. There's so many more people like me in the world who want to move to different countries for various reasons and are doing it. And now I'm like, I'm not crazy. No, exactly. Um, So would you use your podcast to attract more people? Like you said, um, would the focus, like the goal, the main goal for it be to like attract people to see that this is like, I think you mentioned to attract mm-hmm. them, to show them that it is possible. And mm-hmm. like, I am sure you can go so many different ways with different episodes, you know, what yeah. to do. Yeah. So for, for the most part, it's, it's to let them know people's experiences to attract them. To okay. be like, Hey, experiences. You're, you're not happy where you are, you know, right. you want to experience a different life and, or, or you're not happy with the direction that your, your country is going. Um, here's some people who, who have moved, who have relocated. Here's some of the struggles they've had. Here's some of the right. benefits they're finding. Like here is, is reality. And it's not, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. Like right. there's, there's been some people that have had some, some tough times, either adjusting personally or yeah. feeling senses of, of people being racist towards them and how they overcame that. Of course, dealing with families, starting with right. language barriers and culture. And to give, yeah. To give like true, because I could just say, don't worry, I'll help you move to the best country in the world and it'll be wonderful and you'll love it. And it's rainbows and butterflies and everything's amazing and beautiful and wonderful. And that's just crap. Right. right? There, there are a few people that do, they go one place and everything works out great and, and it's good, but there's always challenges and Absolutely. we don't know how we're going to be, you know, it's, it's great when it's new and we're first kind of loving it, but then there's times that it's like, Oh, i you know, I haven't made any friends yet. I don't really know anybody yet. Like it's kind of lonely. I'm really, I'm really bored. And it's Friday night and everybody back home is probably out having dinner and having a good time. And our brain goes down this pathway of my life sucks. And and, and it's normal. And I, when I moved, there was the first couple of weeks, same thing. And you're hundred percent right about all of that. It's it's just mm -hmm. something to get used to. Right. And then you start to meet people and of course. And, and it never goes away. I mean, I'm in my fifth country now and I still experience it sometimes going, yeah. Oh, I didn't, it, was this a mistake? Maybe I shouldn't have moved here. You know, I miss my friends. Like I've got friends in Canada. I've got friends in Costa Rica. I've got friends in Spain. And then I'm here in Montenegro and I'm like, I don't really know anybody yet. Right. So, and then the other part of my brain is it's normal. It's part of the process. And at the same time, I travel a lot and I haven't spent much time here. So I also have to be like, okay, think about this realistically. What are you doing to meet people? How much time have you spent here? You're gone. Like we, we have to go through it in a, in a logical way. And then the other part of the brain says, but how many people are in their home countries on a Friday night? And they're like, oh, my life sucks. I have no friends. I have nothing. Exactly. Or a Monday (laughs) or a Thursday or like a whatever day. And and we have those, we have those things in our home countries. So why do we think that it's so different to have it in a, in a new country? 
Mm-hmm. You're so right about that. Yeah, I never even thought about that, but it's true. It's so true. So with your podcast, what is um what is one of your biggest challenges with it? Um right and whether now, that be interviews or downloads, it, it's or I closing would, deals. I would say right now it's probably because it's new, it's it's getting traffic to it is what I, okay. I would say is, is getting the traffic to it. So right. with my, with my interviews, um, I reach out to people and I, and I've, I've been getting a pretty good response rate. So I'm, I'm just right now one, one interview a week is what okay. I'm doing because I've got still all my other stuff on. That, you have a lot on the go. On. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm like, let's do one interview a week. And I, as I just started, it was summertime too. And so I know starting in the summer, probably not the best, but then I thought it's a good time to work out the kinks. And I've exactly. had some, some technical issues where for some reason it wasn't recording both of us. It was only recording the, the picture of the other person. So my, my, my podcast is audio, but then also I'm using the video for YouTube for people who want to watch um, it instead of just listening. So, so I thought, well, if I start in the summertime, people are busy, people are traveling, podcasts are slow to kind of get started, just like any new thing. It, it, it takes a bit of time to get a bit of traction. So, so I thought, okay, if I start out there, then I can work out all the kinks, all the, um, you know, I had a video issue, or if I'm, if I'm having some type of thing and to work through that and get those done as it's now getting into September, everybody's getting right. back more into their routine. So then, then they can go back yeah. and they're like, oh, I'm getting to know this. Oh, she has other ones. I can go back and listen to, to right. the different ones and, and get things going um, with that. So, so I think because it's new is, is the traffic, but people are, people so far have been really good with wanting to share their stories and, and their, their experiences and, and what it was like for them. Um, Most times, one of the, the last questions I ask is, you know, what, what piece of advice would you give to somebody? And almost all the time, it's some version of just do it, just jump, just, just go, just take like, the leap of faith take and the go. leap of faith and go, <laughs> or, you know, when you're, when you want to, and, and it's true because I say to people sometimes too, worst case scenario, you move to a country and you decide after a year, because I always say you have to give it a year to give like a true effort because you will go right. through this. This is wonderful. Oh, I'm so lonely. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Oh, I don't know anybody. Oh, and that's normal. Right. But if you truly feel that it was not the right thing for you. You've learned a lot in a year. You learn a ton moving to another country. And if it's not the right one, you can move again. You're right. not stuck. Like look at look at how much you've moved and you've traveled. You're not stuck. Mm-hmm. And that's and the I, biggest thing that people get mm-hmm. afraid of. Right. And and I didn't move from any country because I hated it. Well, I mean, I did hate Canada winter. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> Me too. Like, I don't miss that. That's that. That's something I definitely don't miss. But I didn't. I didn't leave Costa Rica because I hated it. Um, I didn't leave Spain because I hated it. Like I didn't. I didn't leave any of these places. Like I go. I go back to them. I enjoy going back. But I was just ready for a new part of of an adventure, a different experience, a different culture, right. different lifestyle. Um, and so it's it's not you're not stuck. You're not trapped. I mean, I think people are more trapped when they've never left their country. They only have their one passport, one bank account. And if something, if something happens, they literally are stuck where I have, they are sometimes I have so much freedom 
because I've got residencies and, you know, I've got different bank accounts. So if one thing happens with like, I know that I can do anything, anytime that sometimes I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know what I want to do. Cause I can do so much. There's so many like, options, <laughs> so many options. Like it's easy when you don't have options. It's like, well, I can do this or this, that's it. So yeah. I'm going to pick one. But when I'm like, I can go anywhere. I can do anything. Like Sometimes it is more challenging when you have so many more options, but I would way rather have so many options and have a hard choice to decide than, than none or just one or two. Ugh, I love that you're just, you're speaking to me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I'm sure many people in the audience listening to as well are uh, relating to this and, you know, having a feeling, mm-hmm. you know, this is possible. You have options. You're not stuck. But right. I guess we have, we're running close on our time here. So I'm okay. just going to go through a couple more questions. Okay. Um, how do you go about attracting your like dream clients, the people that you want to bring in, um, entrepreneurs? I know, I think you work with six figure or higher, right? But five and six, five. five There's even six, if you're okay. high five, because where I found, um, you know, I'm not the only one that's doing this, but I found a right. lot of other um, companies that are doing it are, they're, they're looking for seven, eight, even some nine figure people and things right. do get a lot more complicated when you're making that kind of money. But my yes. target is more, more the five and six, the five because and six. Okay. you can still do it. You don't have to be making a half a million dollars a year. You know, you can, you don't even eat right. depending upon what you want, how you want to live, what you like, where you want to be. You can be, if you're in the, the high fives, you can still relocate to another country. It's uh-huh. going to be less expensive. Um, your business is making money. You're paying less on taxes. So right. you can have a better lifestyle because it's cheaper and you're paying less in tax and that tax money, you can invest into more things that can bring you more income, invest into your company, just invest into your having a better lifestyle. So, so I, I target more kind of the, the, the five and six figures um, because I don't, I don't want people to think that they can't do it or that they're, they're kind of left behind because they're not making half a million, a million, 10 million um, because we can do it. And I, I did it when I first left Canada, I wasn't, I wasn't making six figures when I left Canada um, and I've, I've done it and I've been doing very well along my journey. So um, I love it, it. it can be done. And it, I think it is because people are like, well, I don't make that much money. I can't do it. But it's like, but you can, it just, there's just less options, of course, um, but you can still do but it. You can still do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And that's what people really have to understand. Right. It's, it's it still can happen. Right. You can still do it. You got to believe in it. It'll happen. (laughs) That's right. Um, That's right. Perfect. So, and how do you go about monetizing your podcast? Or I guess you just started. I've just started, but, but the thing, I mean, I'm, what I'm looking at is more is just using it to, to get clients where they can contact me directly. And I have a few different um, packages or options um, because people are at different points in, Levels. in their journey and, and different income right. levels and, and things like that. And again, it, it's, I don't want anybody to be, to be left out, to, to give them the information and, and to know that there is a way to do it. Um, and, and so I've got three kind of three different levels where I can give them basically all the information that they need. Um, okay. and then they go through it all and they kind of pick and choose. So I kind of call it like a DIY program they, they do right. it themselves. They go through it all. They do okay. it themselves. And then the next one that they have is still, they have all, they get all this, the same information. Um, but they're on a weekly group, uh, consulting call. 
So they okay. can ask questions once a week. So week one, let's say it's about um, low tax and no tax countries. So they get all that information. They get uh, a package um, about all the different countries and, and things like that, that they can review. And then that week they can, we get onto a call and um, ask, ask questions. I usually try to get the questions ahead of time because some people want very specific to themselves. And so right. I need to then sometimes do a little bit of research because if it's specific to you, you know, things aren't just that, that black and white all the time. Um, and so that's, that's the second one where then it's group coaching and then it's recorded. And so they can come back and, and listen to those as, as well. And then the third one is to work one-on-one -on -one directly with me, where I ask like a hundred questions and they go through and answer all these questions. And then basically I talk with my team and I come back and then I say, okay, here's what we think is best for you and give them, okay. it's just literally a couple of options. So it's basically, I want you, you to really narrow what it I down. need to do. It's really narrowed down. It's like, what's going to okay. be best for my situation and what I want. And, and then we narrow it down to those couple of options. And we also give, um, we have some things too about uh, different business opportunities, um, different alternate investments. Like people know about stocks and people know about real estate, but there, there's right. other different investments um, that I have that are in different countries as well. That sometimes, you know, I like some of them I've just learned over the last couple of years. I was like, oh, I, I didn't even know I could invest in that or, or do that. And so we help right. with that. Again, we don't give advice, but it's like, hey, these are some options that are available if you're interested. And um, one of the things that we give our clients to is um, a book and it's a hundred, I believe it's 135 different business options. So they get that as, as their thing that, you know, if they're kind of like, well, I want to move abroad, but I've, I've been an employee or I have a brick and mortar and maybe I don't want to, maybe I'm going to sell it, but I, I can't right. retire and do nothing. I need to do something, but I don't know what right. I want to do. And it's like, well, here's, Here's 135, some, some, are, some are franchise things, some are, well, there's these types of apps. Can you do that in the new country? Because this new country might not have it, or can you, you know, affiliate with them, or you can open up just all kinds of new things. Some are brick and mortar, lots online. And it's like right. 135 different things that we've kind of come up with um, so cool. that you could do as a, as a job um, and work abroad, wherever you want. And I think it also helps just because then they know they have options. Like a lot of people are just, they think there's just no options when you get there. Okay. I could go on vacation, but what am I going to do? I can't work there. I can't blah, blah, blah. And they don't know all the things that is really possible and all the options they actually have, you know? Mm -hmm. And there's, oh, well, there's a difference. Great. There's a difference too, just to, to note for some people that when, when you move to a company, a country and depending upon the residency that, yeah, a lot of them, you can't, you can't work, but you, that doesn't mean you can't open a business. You can right. open and manage your business. If you want, say like a, a cafe or a restaurant, you can still manage it. So you technically, you are working, but you're managing it and you have employees and staff working right. online in a lot of countries. There, there's a couple that working online. They're like, well, you're here. You're actually still working, even though you're not making money in the country. But most yeah. are, if you're working online and you're not making money from the country that you live in, you are not working there. So there's, exactly. there's the few things there for that. Mm -hmm. There's many options, many, there's so many, 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 many. Oh, I just love all of the, the stuff you're sharing today, because it's just so many people just don't know. And I think, mm -hmm. I think your insight is like so valuable and just getting everybody to actually just hear about it and, and really think, oh my gosh, 
there is someone to talk to about this because I know a lot of people mm-hmm. have all these questions and stuff on their mind. A lot of people just mm-hmm. don't know where to start. They Google, they do. They don't and know it's overwhelming and it's so yeah. overwhelming. Like even when I get on the right. internet and I know the stuff that I'm looking for and even sometimes right. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just need to take a break because, yeah. you know, I read it and then it's like, well, this article said this, well, this person said this and this said this. And it's like, okay, I'm now then I'm, you know, calling to see, to find out because right. it's, it, there, there's so much there, there really right. is, which is great in a way, but it's can be overwhelming for, for a lot of people. For sure. And so Based on where you are today mm-hmm. and with your, your business and everything else, um, if you were to double your profit and revenue by the end of the year, like in one year, mm-hmm. what would you have to change and what, what challenges do you think you might face? Um, for me, the challenges definitely is um, still hiring the right people. So for example, one of the struggles I've been having lately is an editor for my podcast. And um, I had one girl, she was doing great, but she, she got another job and she's like, I just don't have the time. And, and I, I totally understand that. Um, this other person I've just had to fire because he has no clue what he's doing. And I actually did a better job faster myself, but I don't have time to be editing the podcast, making the thumbnails, doing the shorts. And I mean, that's just one aspect. I still need to deal with clients and, and have have a lot um, on your plate, a lot Mm -hmm. of marketing and, and stuff like that. So I think one thing I definitely have to do is I've, I've got contacts and, and a team in the sense of tax people I work with, immigration lawyers I work with. So, so I've got that and I will continue to build that team for ideally to have somebody in every country that my clients would potentially want to go to um, and work with. So I I do, I will be building that up even more over time. Um, But then it would be more of where I would have the challenges is finding, you know, the, the great um, editor for, for things, finding the great, um, marketer, uh, maybe copywriter. I've done some copywriting in the past and, and I don't mind doing it, but again, I have to think, where do I focus my best time? Where, because again, I can do everything, which is a downfall. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I need to, to hire some more that support staff is what, what I would call them is, is have more support staff to take a lot of things off my plate so I can work. And that way you make more money anyways, you know, Mm -hmm. and you have more time. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, you're not alone. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) You're not alone. There's a lot of people on the interviews with the same challenges, exact same actually. Um, so but that's incredible. So your focus for the next year um, with the business and the podcast, what would be mm-hmm. that? Just just um, attracting more traffic and stuff like that, you would say? Yeah, yeah. More, more clients, more, I just, you know, just helping more people. You know, a lot of people say that they want like more, like a specific type of client. And oh, are we frozen? Me, as I've got the, as I said, the three different people. Oh. We're good now. We're good. Okay. Okay. So, so my goal is just like, I don't have a a dollar amount or a revenue amount. It it really is just more people. I just really want more people to realize that they too can do this and, and get them comfortable and just, just to have them like life can be short. Like we, we don't know when, when it's our time and it can be amazing and wonderful. And when we're having a great time, it feels really short. 
And if right. we're miserable and hating it, it's long and painful. And so yeah. why not enjoy it, love it? And, and then when we're happy, all the people around us are happier. Friends are happier. Family's happier. Kids are happier. Parents are happier. When we're all depressed and not liking it, nobody around us is that joyful either. And so it's just really helping people live their best life. Oh, I love it. Well, thanks again, Sally, um, for jumping on today and sharing all these valuable insights. I know that you would have spoke to the audience and I'm so, I was so excited for today and it was just like I thought it went over amazing. Um, but before we jump off, mm-hmm. if anybody listening um, is looking for this type of lifestyle and needs some guidance, anything like that, where, where would be the best place for them to reach you? Well, the podcast is Global Citizen Life. Um, and pretty much all the handles, it's either global citizen life or the global citizen life consultant. And so Instagram, Instagram is the global citizen life consultant. And I think my Facebook is the same, the global citizen life consultant. Um, and the, the podcast it's on, it's on all the stations, all the channels, and that's just global citizen life. Perfect. So those, yeah, if they just search for that and, and I'm, I'm all over everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. Yeah. Okay. Audience. Well, if you hear that and you're interested in, you know, taking the leap of faith and you need some guidance, please go to global citizen life consulting or any of the other things that Sally just mentioned, any of the other places that Sally mentioned, because she is amazing and I know she can help you out by far. And so group, if you're listening and you enjoyed it, please subscribe and like. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on the show, please go to podcastrebels.com. We would love to interview you as well. And thanks again, Sally. You were absolutely amazing and such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thanks everybody listening and see you on the next episode. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.